You are now entering the mind of one of rock's greatest musicians, a former singer of Styx. The exclusive podcast, Come Sail Away, with Dennis DeYoung. Hey kids, I know some of you have been unable to sleep since my last podcast when I left you hanging, wondering what the other records were on my list of most influential in my life. So for that, I apologize, and I promise today I'll name all the others so you won't need any more NyQuil PM or Ambien. Now, my first recollection of listening to any records were my parents' 78s. In their collection were two I'll never forget. One, Little Jimmy Brown by the Browns and Johnny Ray's Cry. Very emotional stuff. Check them out sometime. Now, growing up in the late 50s, the only people who really bought albums were grown-ups. Kids couldn't afford them. They bought 45s, like myself, to play on their portable record players complete with the plastic adapters to accommodate the big hole in the center of the record. Portable meaning you could carry it around with you, but you still needed to plug it in. No lithium batteries. It was always a good idea to have a nickel handy to place on the arm of the record player to keep it from skipping. You shake my nerves and you, you shake my nerves and you, you... Like that. And yes, that brings me to the first single I ever bought. Great Balls of Fire by Jerry Lee Lewis. I can't remember exactly when I first heard it, but it was probably my Uncle Lee who lived downstairs of us and was only four years older than me. He was an Elvis fanatic and had a great collection of early rock records. He also did a mean Elvis imitation. Now on Great Balls, I love the piano playing and the vocal swagger of the killer. And because of that, I've actually performed this tune, I don't know, countless times over the years. I really dig it. My sister got me an autographed framed copy of the Sun record for a birthday present in the 80s. And that still hangs on my studio wall today, so thanks, Darcy. After that, I bought Venus by Frankie Avalon, Running Scared by Roy Orbison, Jailhouse Rock Elvis, Blue Moon by the Marcells, Bow Ba Ba Bow Ba Bow Ba Bow Bow Ba Ba Dine Da Da Dine Da Dine Dong Bing. That's right, Blue Moon. Topsy Part Two by Cozy Cole, Santa and Johnny Sleepwalk, and yes, Hello Baby, Chantilly Lace by the one and only Big Bopper. And I have to confess, I did get a copy of Sheb Woolley's Purple People Eater. Mr. Roboto has finally been explained. Let's do this for me. Let's lump all these singles into a group and call them my second album after 60 years of music America loves best. And now for the other albums. Number three is Meet the Beatles. I mean, seriously, DeYoung, Meet Your Destiny. They are the single most important influence on my musical life bar none. These four cats from Liverpool, really? There's no one even in second place on the list, but in the interest of discussion, I shall continue. Number four, The Animals. They're here because they were my first rock concert at the U of I Circle Campus in 1965, where I stood about 15 feet from Eric Burden. Don't let me be misunderstood. We've got to get out of this place. It's my life. Great stuff. Number five, The Beatles, Rubber Soul, and Revolver. I know it's two albums, but these come together in my mind. Come together. Hmm, good title. The first time I listened to Rubber Soul, here's what I thought. I was convinced they'd lost their mop-top minds, but no, it was Goodbye Beatlemania and Hello the Future. Number six, Jimmy Smith and Lalo Schifrin, The Cat. 
Jimmy Smith was the Jimi Hendrix of the jazz blues organ. He had his mojo working, baby, and it was working on me. All that B3 organ stuff you hear on all those Styx records, I mean, really, you can credit Jimmy Smith for a lot of it. Number seven, Sergeant Pepper. Well, come on, please. I'll see if I can put you in my space here. It was a hot, muggy, thunderstorming June day when John Panazzo and I ripped the packaging off this record in his parents' front room and sat in a absolutely astounded amazement at what unfolded. Great Caesar's ghost. I don't know. I still to this day. Wow. Rock critic Robert Hilburn once wrote an article claiming that this record ruined rock music. Yeah, in the same way the invention of the fork ruined eating. Number eight, indulge me one more time as I combine the Yes album and Emerson, Lake, and Palmer's first record into one. These albums introduced me to the prog rock genre, a style I had never even heard from, something that was bubbling over in England. I, didn't, I wasn't aware of it. And Styx, the band itself, dabbled in this music for eight straight albums. So it really had, I mean, it really did have an impact on me. So thanks to Keith, Tony, and Rick, you keyboard whizzes, you, and all the other guys in those bands. Number nine, Three Dog Nights' first album. Before Styx was Styx, we were TW4, and we covered at least seven of their songs, including Celebrate and It's For You which we performed at my wedding to Suzanne. The, um, you know, the, the rock pop sensibilities that Three Dog Night displayed really helped shape my songwriting. And at the time, I was really unaware that others were writing their songs. People like Neil Young and, and Harry Nielsen, Randy Newman, and the Beatles, for instance. Who knew? Not me. Also, most importantly, their power vocal triads were the basis for Styx harmonies, although we were certainly higher pitched and much whinier. Number 10, well, Abbey Road. The Grand Illusion, Pieces of Eight, and Paradise Theater were all my attempts, feeble as they were, at trying to recreate this record in a Styx style. Yeah, Dennis, good luck with that. How did that go? Actually, not too bad. We never got there, but we had a nice career, as they say. Number 11, finally, the who's next. Thank you, Pete Townsend, for inventing the power cord and the windmill and a style that I have brazenly ripped off my entire life and plan to do so tomorrow as well. Go, Pete. Well, kids, that sums it up. Oh, you know, this is really just the tip of the iceberg. But I hope it, it gave you some insight into the mind of one of rock's greatest musicians. <laughs> I love that promo. And make my wife listen to it every night before we go to bed. Cheers. Enlightening? Perhaps. Entertaining? Always. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Come Sail Away, with Dennis DeYoung. Get the next new episode Friday morning at 7 a.m. on this website. <laughs>